0: Welcome back to another edition of Thinking Logically. We want to thank all of our supporters and listeners out there. You are listening to the Father, and I'm joined by the baby daddy, Dr. Joseph Anthony Corsi. And Joe, uh, it was great seeing you on Sunday. We're going to lead off with something that was actually, I don't even know how to describe it, the way it went down, but... We've been playing fantasy football for a very long time now, and what happened on Sunday was one of the most incredible moments of a fantasy football draft I have ever seen.
1: It's it's never it's never happened before <laughs> like this. We've yeah. we've actually we've had drafts very early in the season, uh, the preseason I say, where we've actually watched someone draft a player in the fifth round and then get like an injury where he's going to be out a few. We've seen that happen before. But go on. We've never seen anything <laughs> so, like we saw
0: happen. This is – this is this sums up our country in the state of, um, we'll say, cities, right? Crime in cities. So I was drafting two spots in front of you, and we were going back around. I think it was like the sixth round, and I take Antonio Gibson running back from Washington, the commanders, and I'm getting – ridiculed for it because everyone's saying that he's a special teams player now he's being supplanted as the running back one in washington okay maybe i messed up i kind of panicked with that pick right so two picks later you take the kid from alabama brian robinson and i'm looking at brian robinson's highlights on on um on espn this guy's looking great He's clearly looks like he's going to be the
1: number one running back in Washington who I really liked him too. I, I actually, you picking Gibson made me, I was going to take him on the way back because I was looking and a lot of people had running backs and I, I didn't think anyone, because it, it was a cloudy backfield still, but you made me nervous and actually jump around earlier than I wanted to take him. <laughs> making,
0: <laughs> making it worse. So, so about probably about an hour late. Uh, our friend, our commissioner, um, the the dictator himself, John Ambrose says Brian Robinson has been shot in Washington D.C. multiple times. Multiple times to his lower body. We were like, "What?" I mean, this is unheard of. That a draft is going on. You take him, and he is literally shot two or three times
1: in his lower body. Probably around the time you took him. We figured it out. I think it was like within as as his name was coming out of my mouth is probably when they were pulling the gun on him. Right. Right.
0: And, and this was an attempted carjacking slash robbery in Washington, D.C. In Washington, D.C. With a car places. that was
1: already stolen that they were using to steal another car. <sighs> oh, my gosh! OK, real quick. Because I'm gonna forget. Do you remember uh, the Uber driver that got his carjacked by yes. a couple of teens and yes, driven into a pole and he died and they got out. I mean, they who out. who who died? Who who drove
0: who into the pole? I remember seeing a body like crash into a pole. Is that the girl? It was. All, it was all girl? girls. I
1: think it was. It was. Yeah. It was. A, it was definitely a woman that was driving. A, a young girl, probably the, a teenager. Yeah, and somebody was so.
0: attempting. I think it was the girl that was attempting to get into the driver's seat. And this was in Washington D.C. as well. And the car pulls away, and she gets pretty much almost decapitated against this, like, utility pole or light
1: pole. But go ahead. Um, uh, we're, we're, there's, there's so many more. There's so many more other stories we can get into. Where do you? Where well, now, we go I, I
0: know you were talking about guns in Washington, D.C. And... Oh,
1: of course, yes. They should make guns more illegal now after this. Make them more illegal. I don't know how, how you would do that. How do you make them any more illegal? Because I'm pretty sure Washington, D.C. is it's illegal to even have a handgun inside the city. Right. Right. They're they're the strictest. Like New York is strict. Chicago, we'll get to them later. They're strict. There's a lot of strict places. But I think D.C., as far as guns, is the strictest gun laws in the nation. So what are you going to do to solve this? And it pisses me off because Ron Rivera wore an orange pin to um, it means something stupid about gun violence. Gun violence really wasn't the issue here. The issue was a person violence, a person committing violence. I mean, how they get the gun, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's illegal for them to have the gun already. What are you going to make it double illegal? Yeah, it,
0: there it, were this,
1: two. There were two
0: of these guys that attempted this carjacking on Brian Robinson, who isn't Antonio Gibson size. He's not like five foot eight. I mean, Brian Robinson's a, a straight-up
1: man. He's like 6'1", yeah. 6'2". Out of Alabama. Yeah. So... Uh, I, uh, I mean, thank thank heavens they changed the name from the Redskins to the Commanders. Can you imagine how bad things would be if they didn't do that? That
0: helps. <laughs> um, since we're on the topic, quite the difference in description from the Washington Post to the police. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: I mean, I don't think I could even pull up the article because I'm about to pay for the Washington Post, but they describe them as young and having shorter shorter length. I think they changed it to shorter length dreadlocks, but shorter length there is how they describe them. And the police said I guess it was two black black teens. Yeah. Two black juveniles is how they describe them. So Unreal. Take take that whatever direction you want to. Like like we said last episode, you have to tiptoe around certain topics, apparently.
0: Absolutely you do. Absolutely you do. Um, but as I was it's funny this came up, not funny, kind of ironic, you know we're not what I mean here. But I had sent you an article that over this past weekend in Chicago, speaking of uh, inner city violence, this past weekend in Chicago, 35 people shot and eight killed over the weekend in Lori Lightfoot's Chicago. Where's the outrage?
1: Where are the protests? And most importantly, Joe, where's the media on this? oh you never hear a peep out of them because it it does them no good i mean th- speaking of carjackings the chicago grandma that had her arm torn off and died in the street by herself i mean that that was a carjacking i mean there, there's there's so many there's so many there, there, when you have a city that that's as dangerous as the middle east places in the middle east that that, that doesn't sound like america to me uh, yeah, they don't call it shire for nothing yeah i mean uh, don't draft any bears players i guess Fantasy wise, in, in <laughs> Chicago, if it's going to be like this, I mean, it, it this is crazy. This is our country, and it's t- it's turning into uh, just yeah, third world. I mean, Mexico.
0: Like, our, our our boys have been saying to Dan Bongino and, and and Jack Poso. You got to get out of cities. You have to get out of cities. Uh, this is where you know a lot of this, these things happen. You know, it's run by mostly liberals, and you're paying high taxes, high crime. And, and this is what you get. This is what you get um, for your dollar, for your tax dollars at work. When you live in cities like this, and a lot of these cities are in the Northeast, a lot of them are in the, in the Northwest. So get out of cities, get out into the suburbs, and live your
1: life out there. So, do you think uh, this this whole topic? I mean, the fact the fact. Let's just let's just revisit the fact that I took player ball, and he was literally sh- shot a carjacking. Minutes later. <laughs> I've never seen anything like This is like the country it. we live in.
0: What I've is, never seen anything like it. On? I thought it would have bought it, my maybe draft. Maybe this will up. wake
1: people up, honestly. Maybe this will wake a few people up where, where they'll be like, oh, okay, maybe our country is pretty bad. I mean, every year, no one will tell you how bad our cities are, how bad Chicago is, the, the, the direction our country is going, and no one can tell you. But every year, everyone can tell you who the consensus number, all, number one overall pick is going to be every year. Jonathan Taylor this year, for sure. McCaffrey's injured all the time so you got to yep. take Taylor everyone knows that every year but they can't tell you shit about anything else that matters that's a good point it's a good point I'm mad really my... about... this makes me sick though because I-, I guess he's doing all right I mean they're saying he's probably going to play this year could it be remember Joey Porter got shot in the ass he got shot in the glute, and he I feel like he didn't even miss any time he did yeah he did well
0: We'll see if uh, if Brian this, Robinson's back for Week One.
1: I I really need him. I, we're going to follow this the whole the whole year in this league, and this could be a good thing or a bad thing because I I probably reached on my first round pick too. I did a few a few reaches here. I mean, who
0: did you take in the first round? Swift. Oh DeAndre, yeah, hard yeah. on, it's hard on.
1: No, I didn't even really watch hard on. I just I liked him last year. He was having a real good. If he could now, stay healthy, good. well, that's another thing too. So I took. I was thinking about taking um, J.D. McKissick as like the backup to have if if because he played last year when when Gibson even when Gibson was healthy. So in case anything would happen to Robinson, I figure I'll take him instead. I took Jamal Williams, Swift's backup. I was like, oh for sure I'll have a a Lions running back that that'll be a workhorse or or something like that if one of them gets hurt. And go go figure the one player I do not have gets shot. Gets shot. Twice too. It's amazing. Then you've got to think like twice. Okay, you got shot twice. So yeah. if it's both in one leg, that, that that's not good. because uh, th- yeah. th- they said lower body. I'm thinking that that cannot be good. Then I'm thinking, well, if it's each and one in each leg, then there's like a higher chance it hit a bone, you know, some, something. It's just not a good situation either way around. But I'm glad he's doing okay. Prayers up for Brian Robinson Jr. over here. Yeah,
0: prayers up for for B Rob. So um, but uh Let's move on to our next topic here. Uh, And that would be um, my calling for disbanding the FBI. Over the weekend, we saw more come out about this raid on Mar-a-Lago. And before we get into that, I know we have an article on that we want to talk about. I want to read a a, a, um, something I sent you. And then I said, we're saving this for the show. I can't take credit for this. They banned a sitting president from social media, impeached him two times, jailed his supporters, and now raided his home. And then they go on TV and call us the fascists. Why? What are they so afraid of, Joe? What are they so afraid of that they continue to attack and attack and attack him like this? That's what I want our people to start asking themselves. Why? Why does this keep happening? Um, I know, and I know we throw the word, not we, pretty much the media does, right? The word fascism around a lot. But what is really, what does fascism really mean? Mussolini coined the term fascism in 1919. The word comes from the Italian fascio, meaning a bundle or group, and is considered a term for a militant brotherhood. The word fascis means it acts tightly bound with sticks an image that became a symbol of the fascist movement. They can describe fascism as anti-liberalism, rejecting individual rights, civil liberties, free enterprise, and democracy anti-socialism. Also, rejecting economic principles based on socialist framework, exclusion of certain groups, often through violent um, nationalism that seeks to expand the nation's influence and power. After reading that, I mean I think we could pretty much determine who the who the real fascists are in this country. But Joe, why? Why are they, what are they so afraid of
1: with Donald Trump? I, I mean, he's had he's clearly a nationalist. I think they confuse fascism with nationalism. I mean, Donald Trump's definitely a nationalist and he's a popular president and he speaks the truth. I think that's the worst thing. Say whatever you want about the guy. I mean, his his time on Twitter was nothing short of epic and for all that he said did he really deserve to get banned from Twitter forever no yeah. no I, he's a, he's a former president the answer the answer is no but they've gone and they, they've done everything they could for, for to to stop this guy they've silenced him on social media they've investigated him from the time he ran until he's left office i mean what, where else are they going to go with this? What are they going to do aside from indict him for something or at least try to? So like I've been saying, get it on. Get it over with already. Just just do it, please. Because you're only going to divide the country further. And more and more people are coming over to the side of, hey, this is very Orwellian, dystopian stuff going on over here. What is going on, actually? Was Trump really that bad? I mean, am I, am I wrong here?
0: No, this is one of the reasons I became a Republican and, and re- one of the reasons why I supported Trump.
1: I will say this real quick. So we were at the draft, and I, w- I won't say who. A certain someone said, how in God's name did you get Grando to come over to, to the right side? Like, the, the meaning like concern. I was like, I didn't. I was like, I think he just finally opened his eyes and and then saw. I mean, let, let's be honest. Like, if you were seal, still seriously, like, far left and want, like, illegal immigration or, or open borders and stuff like that, you have got to be brain dead at this point. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. So, yeah. like I said, I I think – there's the, the normals moving just way further to the other side of the spectrum, you know. And I I know they realize that, and that's probably why they are so scared and going after Trump. Yeah.
0: The fascists rejecting individual rights and civil and civil liberties. Um, um, let's talk hey, about vaccine say- mandates, masking. Okay. That's not in the name of public health. That is the state has the power, not you. Um violence um nationalism that seeks to expand the nation's influence and power again going back to what i just said so donald trump is not a fascist he's a nationalist like you said you brought up a good distinction there uh between the two um the real fascists are the people that we're seeing in washington dc right now so let's go on to the fbi
1: OK, let's go on to the FBI real, real quick, though. I, I get ahead. like them because you hear Joe Biden saying like these are semi fascists and stuff like I get them. Be, like they're allowed to use those words because let's be honest, the right uses words like communist and socialist and stuff like that when describing the left. Let's be fair. But at the at the same time, it just doesn't match up with I, I feel like what, what Trump wants to do does not line up with fascism at all. Like, I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. No, they so. call him. It just doesn't make sense at that. all.
0: No, it's a buzzword. It's a political buzzword they throw around because it has a negative connotation. So they attach that to Trump to make him out to be some sort of dictator, quote unquote, like Mussolini, who coined that phrase to begin with. And they want to put that label on Trump because everyone knows that it is a negative, that word has a negative connotation attached to it. Yeah, so... um, so let's talk about the FBI. I'll read you this headline from Just the News: FBI Special Agent Who Opened Trump Investigation, reportedly escorted out of the bureau. So you may have not have heard of Just the News, and that's fine. But CBS on Tuesday corroborated reports that Timothy Tebow was out at the FBI and was escorted from the premises. So Joe, what do you know about this um, this subject here, this this news story?
1: Okay, so for one. Um this gentleman was hold on. Of course. Mark from the sound department gotta get here. <laughs> well, I can okay, could- so real quick. So it did eyewitness accounts um that he was leaving the uh, elevator last this happened last Friday, and he was escorted out by two or three headquarter looking types is the quote. Now it the article is now updated saying that he abruptly designed and was forced to leave his post. Um let's see. Um whistleblowers alleged that he had concealed partisan nature of evidence from FBI Director Christopher Ray and Attorney General Merrick Garland to secure their approval to open an investigation into formal Donald Trump's in 2020. Unrelated to the re- unrelated to the raid according to information made publicly. So well, in my opinion well, he's just going to be the fall guy. But yes. go, go let's, on. Let's back up.
0: CBS News reported Tuesday that two U.S. officials have confirmed that Tebow resigned and was escorted from the building. So if he, if he was this FBI hero trying to bring down Donald Trump, why would he have been escorted out of the building? And why all of a sudden did he resign from the bureau? I mean, it just doesn't add up. It no. just doesn't add up at all. mm but these officials also said that Tebow had reached retirement age. Oh yeah, okay, very, very, very coincidental. Then one of that, the biggest coincidences in the history of the FBI. If that's the case.
1: All of a sudden, you just reached retirement age at the, at yeah. the
0: time. <laughs> yeah, but then, and you were also escorted out of the building. Okay,
1: that's that sounds like someone who who quote unquote resigned. Oh. Like I said, when you party this with everything else that's going on with the FBI from Michigan, from all the way up in Michigan to DC to down in Florida, it is the January sixth. Yeah, the January sixth. I mean, this 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 is like <sighs> we need. This is the know, real fasc- fascist right here. This is the real. <laughs> the FBI does a lot of good,
0: right? And they have, and they have, and they're they're working crime and. and Law enforcement and things like that has been excellent, I'm sure, over the years and it has saved lives. But when you have like parts of the FBI that are just going rogue and who are acting on on behalf of of the Biden administration and who are out to politically target um, enemies of, of Joe Biden and of the Clintons and things like that. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, they have completely lost their way. And that's why I've, I'm, I'm saying they need to disband the FBI, scrap it and start over, start a new FBI, because we just can't continue to go down this road with these people, these agents who are going to continue to do this and target people. I mean, they they went after Trump for years. We had, um, you know, Russia, the Russia, uh, the Russia hoax. And and we had the Peter Stroke invest, you know, from the FBI and Lisa Page. And you can go on and on and on about that. And now they open into this investigation into him and raiding his house in Mar-a-Lago. What's the deal? I mean, honestly, I just want to come out and and ask somebody, what is the deal with the FBI and their obsession with Donald Trump? He's not, you know, liberals will say, well, he's an enemy of the state. He's he's a threat to democracy. (laughs) That's what, that's their talking point. He's a threat to democracy. Please give me a break. He's the last person who's a threat to democracy. So, uh, like you said, here we need more FBI whistleblowers to come forward. We need this bureau to be completely revamped. And you know, I, I, who knows if Trump will be elected in '24 if he runs. But you know, if he does he, and he wins, I mean, look out. I mean, I'm sure he's going to come after the FBI.
1: What do you What do you think? Again. If he does win, like I've been saying, you appoint someone to head the FBI and say just tear it down from top to bottom, whatever. Um, but think of all the people the FBI could be investigating: Eric Swalwell who's <laughs> up with a Chinese spy. Um, there's, there's 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 so many illegal stock trading. I, I guess that could be more uh, another department. But st- but still, look at what the FBI is just silent on, and then you look at all the cases they have in Michigan and January sixth and. How many agents were in the crowd that day? Why were the cameras turned off in Florida? This is getting weird to say the least. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Hunter Biden, uh, they uh, covered up his laptop for eighteen months. And they actively the try laptop. to
1: influence elections. You could say mm-hmm. they, the FBI, actively tries to influence elections by what they did with Hunter Biden last election, and in two thousand sixteen with the Hillary Clinton. Uh, James Comey in the email server because he basically let her off the hook, and then from what I understand, you had a lot of um, FBI agents complain, and that's why he had to reopen the investigation a couple days before election day. Yeah. So you take that so, however you want it. I don't
0: want to hear any more about. We mentioned this last episode. I don't want to hear any more about uh, the Trump colluding, all right, with with people in the election. The FBI colluded with Facebook and other big tech companies. To cover up these stories in in advance of the 2020 election. I, I, the
1: FBI is the one who colluded. And Zuckerberg, for sure, at, at minimum, is at least going on there in a minute. Why would he admit that now? Why would he even say that? What, what, why would he do this? He doesn't have to do the Joe Rogan show. <laughs> because I think, Joe Rogan got him, to, got him to admit it. Well, I I, I think he finally admitted it because he, he wants to say, like, look, it's on these guys. It's yeah. not us. We're, we're being forced to do this by them. Yeah, or, or someone is bucks. forcing us to do this. I, I'm telling you that that's why you don't just come out yeah. and say, Yeah, by the way, we influence we put a lot of money towards the 2020 election for security and we actually influenced it the wrong way. We got it wrong. Yeah. We have and we had a third party fact checker too. Yeah, like come on, give me a yeah. break.
0: Um, so moving on, and this is similar to what we've just been talking about. The New York Times editorial board has formally called for the indictment of Donald Trump. And like uh, Jack Posobiec tweeted, we are in the midst of a preemptive coup. I told you on Sunday, we might need to have an emergency podcast. The New York Times is calling for the indictment of Donald Trump. Joe, any thoughts?
1: Like I've said before, please just do it. Just get it over with. We'll get it over with. you? What are you, what, what you going to do? You've been doing it since the day he announced no matter they dug up old videos to start and then they went after um how many times he impeached twice uh now he's out of office just golfing they 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 raided his house took his passports when he was actually cooperating with the investigation Uh, and we still don't know anything about that heavily redacted affidavit that we got what is going on just bring it on please just do
0: it just get it over with now i know you have something with lindsey graham but Lindsey Graham was quoted as saying if they tried to prosecute President Trump for mishandling classified information after Hillary Clinton set up a server in her basement, there literally will be riots in the street. I worry about the country.
1: Go ahead. I'll take I'll, it away. I will play it so you actually so you can hear it for yourself.
0: If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified
1: information, after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I, I can imagine people would be very mad and up in arms and on social media. But who is going to go out and riot? Who is going to do that? And what are they going to do? Burn down cities? Burn down their towns? It, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that way. But that's what... That's guaranteed, that's what you'll probably see on television somehow. And it'll be blamed on Trump supporters. And it'll most likely be FBI agents, probably. I mean, right? Maybe. Oh, yeah. It'll be like a
0: 70-30, probably, mix of FBI agents to... Or or informants um, to to actual people who, who,
1: who support Trump. So... <laughs> I would, not go out and, I would not go out and, and riot in the street if, if Trump gets indicted. I, I would do it from your social media account, from your home, yeah. from whatever. You know, you're at a bar, whatever. You talk to people. You do it the old-fashioned way. We don't we don't have to go out and burn anything down. Why, why would you do that? That, that doesn't almost make any like sense. Trump
0: supporters are becoming smart, like, smarter than the FBI because they know what's going to happen.
1: Or the FBI just got really dumb, too. That, that has to be it as well. Yeah. All at once, all at once, this all happened.
0: Speaking of dumb, uh, Keith Oberman. I'm going to go ahead and read the tweet. <laughs> Please Just, read it. Uh, read I, it. I, I, I'm going to laugh. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> this is from Keith Oberman. This is from 40, uh, August 26th. Surprisingly, we've learned <laughs> from the affidavit what most of us believed. Donald Trump was, in effect or in reality, A foreign spy. He must be prosecuted, convicted, and spend the rest of his life in prison, or this may require a harsher sentence.
1: (laughs) What's the harsher (laughs) sentence? What is the harsher sentence? (laughs) Is he talking about firing squads or something, or hangings, or the electric chair? Please stop. What is he talking about? He used to be really famous and like good and like like. That's like we were like kids, but like, come, like, do you remember that? Oh, I loved him on SportsCenter. I thought he was the greatest thing ever. I, I totally forget that now. Like, uh, he has, a, you have to, you really have to follow him on Twitter. He is one of the, you almost wondered if he's doing it just, just to like, be like, fuck around. I, 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 he mm-hmm. can't be serious, but he is. I mean, he, he got his booster right on live on Twitter, posted a video of it, made fun of, made fun of Trump supporters for not wanting to get a booster. This this guy's classic. Now he's calling for possibly the the f- death by firing squad.
0: Death by firing squad. I'm following him right now. <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: I mean, what what does he do now?
0: I, I'm not sure exactly. He hosts yeah. the he hosts the podcast like from, we do.
1: Talk about a fall from grace. <laughs> I mean, he was on at least he was on Sports Center. Talk about a fall from grace. Jeez.
0: Unbelievable. Um, I'm just scrolling through some of his tweets here just to see what, what he's been putting out lately. Just insane.
1: He has over a million followers. Yeah. That's amazing. It is amazing. I mean, I, well, people like me and you follow him just to see. I, I wonder if he does it on purpose. <laughs> just to get a just, it just blows my mind that, that, that humans can actually be like this yeah i'm sorry yeah like like when you still see the profiles that have the, the ukrainian flags in them <laughs> or like or like the people that that have to wear the mask still they, they, their profile picture is by themselves but they have to have a mask on and i i wonder all the time are these real humans they yeah, can't they I know. can't be
0: I know. you better stand with ukraine uh,
1: and with a mask on at least one yep yeah.
0: All right, um, this will be a shorter episode today, not going to be as long as last episode's uh, 68-minute marathon. We, but... could just,
1: we could just sit here and laugh for a half hour about what happened to me with Brian Robinson in that, that last tweet, honestly.
0: Yeah. We could just read Keith Olbermann tweets for an entire <laughs> episode. Um, but uh, there is some fresh polling out of the Trafalgar Group. I know people say don't believe the polls, whatever, but the Trafalgar Group, as I said before, is one of the polling organizations that I will actually pay attention to. And then I will actually, um, you know, believe and take his gospel. So, uh, this is some, there's some new polling out as of yesterday out of Arizona. Um, we are a Kerry Lake podcast, as we said before. If the election for governor were held today, for whom would you vote? Kerry Lake, a minuscule lead of less than 1% over Katie Hobbs with 5.1% undecided. So Kerry Lake holding on to a, a very, very small lead in Arizona with 5% undecided. Arizona Senate. And I don't like what we're what I'm seeing, Joe, out of these, these polls with the Senate and things like that. The House seems to be tightening up a little bit. If the election for U.S. Senate were held today, for whom would you vote? Mark Kelly has a 3.3% lead over Blake Masters. With three point seven percent undefeated or undecided, I'm sorry. So Mark Kelly, uh, with about a three and a half percentage point lead over Blake Masters, there in Arizona, that's a seat that the Republicans need to win. All right, because I don't think we're going to win here in Pennsylvania, and there's some other seats out there that are going to be very, very
1: tough. Count Pennsylvania um, out because if Doctor Oz wins, who who cares? Well. All right. <laughs> this one I didn't see coming. I,
0: and I, I heard he was in for a, a tough race, but this one kind of surprised me. In Wisconsin, if the election for Senate were held today, for whom would you vote? 49.4% say Mandela Barnes, the Democrat. 47.1% say the incumbent Ron Johnson. So the incumbent Senator from Wisconsin, Republican Ron Johnson, down by 2.3 percentage points. With about three and a half percent undecided there in Wisconsin. Uh, So I I did not see that one coming. Um, I thought that, you know, Wisconsin would go red uh, here in 2022 in the midterms. But Ron Johnson in in a major fight uh, for his political life up there in Wisconsin. Uh, We have Tudor Dixon running in uh, Michigan for governor against Gretchen Whitmer. She's down by four percentage points. To, uh, to the incumbent Gretchen Whitmer. So that's not good. And then um, I think that was the, uh, the only one we were going to look at, those, those races. Um, so uh, we do have a Biden approval uh, poll. How do you think Joe Biden is handling his job as president? 49.2% say strongly disapprove. 8.4% disapprove. And um, his approval rating is around 39% right here in this poll. From Trafalgar Group, so that's that's the latest from Robert Kahaley, and uh, we'll keep an eye on those polls as we go forward here. So things seem to be tightening up a little bit in the House, Joe.
1: Keep Senate in mind this is after Biden. This is after the Democrats' best. This is the best they had. This is the best few weeks they had. It's coming off that. This was it. This was their moves. And like I said, Arizona is not a purple state. I think they're Arizona's a red state. So I would. Uh, I think Lake's doing a little bit better than than the poll suggests there, and you cannot tell me Tudor Dixon's going to lose to to Whitmer. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I would refuse to believe that. She has to be doing better than 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 what she's doing in those polls. Everything else, we'll see. Like I said, it's it's going to be, it's going to be a hot election, hot election season.
0: Keep this in mind, Joe. Keep this in mind. They passed election reform in Wisconsin, did they not? The Republicans. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we'll see if that comes into play. We'll see if that comes into play and how the Republicans do with the, with, you know, um, the new, the new laws that are in effect up there. You know, there's no excuse now, right? Yeah. You know, if it's, if, if these laws are being passed by Republicans and it's it's supposed to strengthen, you know, voter integrity, then there's no excuse. So, all right. Um, Let's go to quick hits. We'll skip the Germany COVID watch. That's really not a big deal uh, anymore. Just par for the course up there in Germany. But um, I did have that. I did want to mention, we talked about this before. Germany benchmark earhead power hits a thousand euros per megawatt. All right. To give you some perspective on how expensive natural gas is in Europe at the beginning of 2021. The same price per megawatt was 50 euros it's now at a thousand euros per megawatt um you know some of you know i I have a wine import business just got a a, a, literally a letter i'm talking within the last two hours from one of the winery owners down there in italy saying that they're gonna have to raise their prices again because of natural gas hikes in in europe so um this is this is a, a serious issue and it's causing a trickle-down effect throughout the entire economy. So um, let's get into quick hits. Okay. Yours. We're, we're going to start
1: off, of course, with our favorite, favorite Senate candidate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to talk about this because I got an ad that I sent you a picture of. John Fetterman. Um, this is from a tweet by the Washington Free Beacon. Uh, a voter asked if he's afraid to debate Dr. Oz. and. Fetterman mumbles incoherently before a staff member tells him to just keep on walking. See if you can even hear it. Uh, oh my God. Hold on. I'll, play, I'll play it for you. I don't even know if you'll be able to, it'll be able to matter, but here it is. Are you afraid to debate Dr. John. Are you going to debate him? He's all, he's
0: all
1: for five debates. You debate he just him? walks away. He just incoherently walks away. It's so scary.
0: Unbelievable. It's so scary. Oz has proposed five debates, and I don't think he's accepted one of them.
1: I mean, like I said, you don't want to make fun of someone for for their for their health problems, but at the same time, you you cannot you cannot run for office and be like this. I, I mean, agree.
0: Yeah, we're not we're not making fun of him for his his disability for his having a stroke. That's not what we're doing here. I mean, he's running for the United States Senate. I mean, good God. He's on, having trouble forming is, coherent sentences.
1: This is not the time to put the country on autopilot like this. Yeah. He, this he, is not this is not the election. Maybe in like the 80s, we could have did it. Maybe like that. Now is not the time, okay? But let's get it right for a few years. Yeah.
0: So oh. I wanted to talk about this ad I received in the mail from Fetterman. Yeah, I didn't did know it was Fetterman ad. I get this thing in the mail. The climate crisis is here with this blazing forest fire on the front. I'm like, what is this paid for by climate power action? Turn it over. We can protect our future with a picture of John Fetterman in a maroon hoodie. (laughs) John Fetterman for U.S. Senate. He supported Democrats' plans to tackle the climate crisis. And then I I sent you this thing, so he has five bullet points here, with the fifth one being completely outrageous, it lowers average household energy bills by $1,800 a year. What? (laughs) How? Wait, where can I sign up for this? (laughs) People are so stupid that they're going to believe this stuff.
1: But he's for still workers. (laughs) I mean, do you enjoy still workers, Mark? (laughs) I like steel workers.
0: Yeah, he's a big he's a big still worker because he's worked so hard his entire life, Uh,
1: living off mommy and daddy. Him and the I cannot wait till fall because. Oh, the hoodies! Oh, he—he's always in a hoodie and shorts
0: everywhere.
1: Yeah. When is he gonna wear a suit and tie? I—I I, I, want to see what they have to dress him up. Like I said, it's gonna be a bedsheet and a tie. He's gonna have to wear a bedsheet and a tie. He nothing <laughs> he fits does, him. He does. He, <laughs>
0: <laughs> a toga? A bedsheet and a tie? You I mean a toga? He—he—he he, he hasn't even worn like polos like in the summer. I don't. I just keep seeing the hoodies and cargo shorts. Uh, it's, and he has the
1: skinniest legs ever. He's gonna topple. Uh, he's gonna topple over. Uh, yeah. All right, our foreign, our
0: foreign correspondent. Uh, that would be you. You have a couple updates
1: on Ukraine and Iraq. All right. Well, I didn't do my homework on Iraq. I fell asleep. But Ukraine, we got a tweet from. Because uh, I, I asked, when are you know where are the offensives? Thinking like the, we, they'd be reported on. You know, maybe after the offensive starter, it was done. But no, this is from Jim Scudo. Um, I believe he's at CNN, and this is a tweet. Scoop, Ukrainian Mm -hmm. forces have begun shaping operations in South Ukraine to prepare the battlefield for a significant Ukrainian counteroffensive. Two senior U.S. officials briefed on the intel tell me. U.S. believes a long-anticipated counteroffensive will include air and ground ops. Shaping operations are standard military practice prior to an offensive and and involve striking weapon systems, command and control, ammunition depots, Depots and other targets to prepare the battlefield for plane advances. Um, great job, Jim. Uh, let them know exactly. <laughs> let them know exactly when they're coming, please. Yeah. It's genius. Genius warfare going on here. They're, why? Why? Why would the U.S. even tell them to report this? They're good at telegraphing things like this. This is. That's uh, this is so mind. stupid, and yeah. it wouldn't be. If, and it's our our weapons that are probably going to get destroyed. <laughs> Unbelievable. Telegraph, um, telegraph it more, please. And then, yes. uh, what is going on in Iraq? I, I, I sent this to you, and then I was supposed to take a quick 20 minute nap, and it turned into about a four hour sleep session. So, <laughs> I think what happened was, and I was looking at this a little bit
0: um, Muqtada al Sadr, uh, he was the, I think he's a Shia cleric that's involved. Um, you know, he's one of the national figures in I- Iraq. Um, you know, Iraq, I believe. I don't know the Shia Sunni makeup of Iraq. I believe it's more Shia than Sunni, but I could be wrong. Um, But Muqtada al-Sadr said he was stepping down from public life, from, you know, his political life or whatever you want to call it. And he was just, you know, going to be under the radar. That's it. Done. And apparently a lot of these Iraqis um, stormed the green zone and stormed um, basically a lot of government buildings over there in Iraq and, um that's kind of there's a little a lot of political unrest this is is kind of how i um
1: saw this story come out so our our embassy now keep in mind this is literally on like the one year anniversary after we lost afghanistan and we had 13 american servicemen die but we didn't we, we we did not abandon the embassy because there was things floating around on twitter that we were evacuating the embassy and it was the same thing none of that ended up happening right
0: not to my knowledge, you no. Know, we'll, we can get Will Lucas back on here for, yeah. um, for um, maybe talk about this, talk about this subject. This is, and, this is and it was no topic.
1: accident us having Will on. Like we, we knew that there was going to be things going on in the Middle East, and and Will, Will was there. Will knows. So again, we're gonna have to have Will on anytime we have to talk about Iraq. It's good to have someone like that in our batting order. I guess you could say, even though baseball season's coming to an end. How the Yankees doing, by the way? Oh, <laughs> it's funny you ask. <laughs> They've
0: lost three in a row, barely hanging on to the AL East lead. I think they're up by seven seven games over Tampa. So, I think we got thirty some games left. But Aaron Judge on track for like sixty or sixty one home runs. He's on pace for. So, we'll see if he catches and passes Robert Roger Maris. Hmm. Yeah, it's ah, been a joy. He's been a joy to watch all year. I have to say that.
1: But that's I, I took them bucks. to win. The, I took them to win the division just for fifty bucks, just to, just for shits and giggles. But uh,
0: well,
1: you should I, I, be okay. But we'll see. Yeah, you, I mean, it was it was golden until the trade deadline. I don't know. They, I wasn't even paying attention. They fell apart. They couldn't score any runs. They were up fifteen games in June yeah. on the division. But, but that's typical of me. Like I said, I'll i it. I mean, I got Brian Robinson shot.
0: Basically, <laughs> one of the one of the most amazing things i've ever seen in fantasy football like i said
1: we've we've seen people draft someone like in the eighth ninth round you know they're playing with the with the second string offense you know in in one of the last preseason games or like when they play the the starters for the first round we've seen people get banged up and you know we laugh we've never seen someone get get shot in a violent city and have their car taken from them especially when there were two teenagers who already stolen a car i mean it's it's just unbelievable uh this is this is my luck all right, do you want to wrap up? Anything else, Joe, we want to talk about? Yeah, we want to talk about that uh, real quick. We, we got to do it for the press briefing yesterday. There there are so many things we could play from the press briefing yesterday, but uh, this is the press briefing on unvaccinated border crossings, both in planes and on the ground. So let's just take a listen here. Mark from the Sound Department is badly Changing Mark. Ago. Okay, here we go. Somebody here we go. unvaccinated. Here we go, start it over pounds it two different things? Somebody unvaccinated comes over
0: on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona
1: unvaccinated. They're allowed to stay.
0: But, Why? But that's not how it works. That's, like, we
1: actually, no. But, I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what has what happened. But that's... That, that's exactly what's happening. I, I mean... It's over, and <laughs> that's not, that's that's not exactly how... That's
0: exactly what's happening. We well, Thousands of people are walking in a day... Some of them turn themselves over. Some of them are caught. Tens of thousands a week are not. That is what is happening.
1: And are she just to shuffles to the binder, and that's it. Just moving on on that. But that's exactly what happens. I mean, remind me, Mark, is there someone that can't get into the country and play a tennis match? Yeah, I'm the
0: greatest player in the world right now. But but if he, was, if he was like Ben
1: Stiller and the Heartbreak Kid trying to sneak across the border that way, he'd be totally fine to, to play tennis. He sneak yeah, right
0: yes. 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 You brought up a good point. I'm trying. I was trying to think like, is this like a valid question, but no, you are, you are hundred percent spot on with that. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is an excellent point. So um, yeah, if he were to, uh, you know, walk across the Southern border, he probably could play in the, not in the U S open, but since he's flying in no, nah, can't play.
1: Oh, and one of our viewers actually just sent me, I guess, I guess the NBA is going to do weekly COVID testing again too. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> please please stop this madness Uh, oh my god it's it's comical it's actually comical and real quick this is um beto roy o'rourke um i believe is he running for a governor now what's he running for now governor in Texas. governor of texas yeah okay so he had to leave the campaign trail because he had a mystery infection i guess it was a bacterial infection there was a rumor there was a rumor floating around that actually it was monkeypox, but i guess that was <laughs> that is not true it was some kind of bacterial infection not covid related nothing else i'm getting i'm hearing it is bacterial related so but he is off the campaign trail we wish him well so anything else mark you want to play us out
0: that's it thank you guys all for listening and we will see you later on in the week
1: all right everyone.
0: see ya bye-bye